Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. You're listening to Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg Television and for Bloomberg Radio, broadcasting live outside of the beautiful Belmont University ahead of the final presidential debate. And all week long, both of the campaigns have been trading back and forth political jib-jabs. We didn't even know at one point if this debate was going to happen, but it's happening and we're just hours away from it. And you can catch all of our special continuing coverage, led, of course, by the David Weston, tonight right here on Bloomberg Radio at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time as Kristen Weltner gets ready to moderate the final presidential debate. There's going to be a mute button. Now, earlier today, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, at her latest briefing, she said, well, she provided an update in regards to the talks going on between the White House and Democrats in the House. Take a listen to Speaker Pelosi. We continue uh, to be engaged in negotiations, and I am hopeful uh, that we will be able to reach agreement. We've made good progress this week. Good progress this week. And if that sounded muffled, no, it wasn't technical difficulties. It was the Speaker of the House wearing a mask. I want to bring in our panel, Richard Fowler, nationally syndicated radio show host and Fox News contributor, and Jennifer Nasser, Republican strategist, former chairwoman of the Massachusetts Republican Party and founder for Conservative Women for a Better Future. Hey, Richard, what's taking so long on the stimulus? Look, man, I think this is just a hard deal, right? It's a hard deal because for Democrats, how they feel... Is that back in May, they passed the HEROES Act. Yes, they knew there were things in the HEROES Act that was a non-starter for Republicans. But Republicans refused to come to the table until about late July, late June, July, late, excuse me, rather late July, when unemployment benefits went and expired. And they've been at the table now for about two months, almost three months. And the president has said, we're not negotiating. Now we're negotiating. It's almost like a car that can't start. And so I think for Democrats, they're like, we have been in the same place. We've been ready to negotiate. We've been sitting right here. And now I think Republicans are coming late to the ball game, and they're trying to rush this football across the, the goal line. And Pelosi is saying, what happened? What, what, what about the cities? What about the teachers? What about the firefighters? What about the police officers that Trump cares so much about? And how do we get them the funding they need so they can continue to do their job? You know, Jennifer, come in here, because when you hear from the C-suite, like we just heard from the Southwest Airlines CEO and chairman, I mean, you hear they're having to make these tough decisions about whether or not they can continue to keep jobs or they're going to have to lay people off or furloughs. I mean, this is this isn't a high stakes, a political poker at, at, at Jason Aldean's on Broadway uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. This is the real deal. Yeah, I mean, these are real American lives. These are real people. These are real jobs. These are people that have families. They have kids. They need to bring food home. They have to put food on the table. They have elderly parents they're taking care of. I mean, we cannot let Americans lose jobs. And oh, I, July? July was like 100 million years ago. Right now, I don't even remember the, July. Go ahead. I don't even remember July. That was like a whole different millennium. <laughs> <laughs> right now, in, in October, uh, you know, 
12 days before an election, and the Democrats are playing politics. That's what it is. It is clear politics. Pelosi doesn't want this to go through because she thinks that if this doesn't go through, she can blame it on the Republicans and say, oh, back in July, they weren't playing ball. Where are you in October? Where are you coming into the holidays, and why are people going to get laid off? You know, I, I got to be candid here. I'm looking at the developments and I'm looking at the market reaction and what happened in the movements on the market and how they're hanging off of every word, not on either of the presidential campaigns, but off of Speaker Pelosi as well as the White House and the stimulus, the latest stimulus deals and what's going to happen with the fiscal stimulus. But Richard Fowler, I want to play for you what Larry Kudlow, President Trump's top economic advisor, had to say about the fiscal stimulus talks. He spoke to reporters earlier today at the White House. Take a listen. The other team is holding out, frankly, for some political wish list that they know that uh, senators and the GOP are not going to buy into it. We got a minute left, Richard. Go ahead. We, we, know, we heard from Nancy Lyons earlier in your show about how local governments are doing in the D.C., um, Maryland, and Virginia area. And that is even worse across the country. And so, yes, I know that my colleague doesn't remember July, but for the millions of Americans who lost their un- the 600 bucks in unemployment um, benefit, they remember July. They remember exactly when the checks stopped coming. And I think that is what this yeah. is all about. Donald Trump right. has ifs and started on this, and here we Listen. are. Listen, my barbecue just got here, and I want to talk about what's happening in Nashville. So coming up next, I want the full What's on Your Radar debate edition. Coming up next, the panel, the all-star patient panel stays. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Barbecue Correspondent for Bloomberg Television and for Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg Radio. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. You're listening to Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. You know, folks, it takes a village. We got Matt Tomlin, our photographer for this assignment. He just showed up with Central Barbecue before I interviewed the chairwoman of the Republican Party, Ronna Romney McDaniel. And, you know, we got David Sutcherman pulling double duty for us on radio and TV. We got Reggie on the board, the all-stars. Of course, Christine Barada, our indefatigable stoic executive producer and of course the legendary matt shirley who's a jack of all trades on our on our bloomberg radio sound on team uh, and i'm kevin cerilli i'm the chief washington correspondent for bloomberg television and for bloomberg radio i'm in nashville tennessee eating some barbecue in between in between segments uh at belmont university folks where the final presidential debate is 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 coming tonight and i'm telling you nashville is beautiful it is a beautiful day here It's going to be remarkable to see what happens at this final presidential debate, moderated, of course, by Kristen Welkner. My panel, equally as stellar. Richard Fowler, nationally syndicated radio show host and a Fox News contributor. Jennifer Nasser, Republican strategist, former chairwoman of the Massachusetts Republican Party and founder for conservative women for a better future. Jennifer, before I go to what's on your radar, I want to ask you, as you are the founder for conservative women for a better future, women are such a crucial swing vote in this election. What does President Trump need to do tonight in order to win back some women who are put off by his rhetoric? Yeah, I mean, you know what I tell what I'm telling women all over the place is this. 
if you take both candidates and make them nameless, faceless people and take away any of the social issues, you look at who is going to do the best thing for your family, who is going to make sure your kids are in school and getting educated, who is going to make sure that you're putting food on the table and a roof over your head, and who's going to keep you safe. And at the end of the day, that all leads up to Donald Trump. All right. I mean, he's been struggling. You can't look at any poll without noting how he's been struggling with that core constituency, and they really could be uh, the deciding factor constituency uh, in this election, especially in suburbs and especially in swing states. It's time now for what's on the panel's radar, and this is a debate edition, so it has to be connected to the debate, and you got to go specific, panel. I don't want any, you know, talking points or whatnot. I want specific. So, Richard Fowler, I'm going to start with you first. What is on your radar ahead of tonight's presidential debate? Temperament, temperament, temperament. Here's Good the one. I Good wish, one. I wish we could look at the candidates without looking about what they say or how they say it. But here's the truth. Foreign policy, the stock market, the American people all move and flow by how leaders talk. And so that's going to be a big deal. Does Donald Trump continue to interrupt? Does he lay out a closing message? It's all going to be about temperament, and if he could use that temper, if he has some temperament, he might have a formidable closing message for the last 12 days of this campaign. You know, Richard, let's explore this a little bit. We got some time to let it breathe, right? I, the mute button, and I don't say it as a throwaway laugh line. Folks, this mute button is a real thing. I mean, y you just have to know. I mean, we started the show with, our, with Rick Davis, you know, Bloomberg contributor, the former chair, uh, campaign manager of John McCain's uh, 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 presidential campaign back in 08. I mean, behind the scenes, the jockeying that goes on between the campaigns ahead of the debate, it's like, you know, it's its intense. And this mute button is really could do a lot to control the temperament. But if we're only talking about the mute button tomorrow, that's a win for Joe Biden. Is it not, Richard Fowler? It is a win for Joe Biden. If we are not having a conversation about Donald Trump's closing message in this campaign and what he plans to do to move our country forward, uh, tomorrow morning, then it, it's a loss for the president of the United Jennifer, States. Jennifer, do you agree with that? If we're just talking about the mute button, which no doubt will go viral tonight, but if that's the dominant lead in tomorrow's above the fold front pages and on the Bloomberg terminal, is that yeah. is that a loss for, for, for the president? I am 100% with Richard on this one. I mean, right. I think that if that's what it, we're, being, if we're talking about tomorrow, it is absolutely game over for Trump. I, I agree. It's all about temperament. It's about tone. And if the president doesn't make sure that he abides by the rules that have been set out. And what I want to see is if Trump stops talking for two seconds and actually lets Biden go, Biden might forget something like Mitt Romney's name again, you know, the guy that he ran against back in 2012. So, I mean, I think it's an opportunity for Trump. Trump has to look at it as an opportunity to sit back and let Biden think himself. But if we're talking about how Trump had to be muted and his behavior again, that's a big loss. All right, Jennifer, what's on your radar? Okay, so even though <laughs> Trump wants to talk about Hunter Biden, and I think all of us Republicans would like to have some answers on Hunter Biden. He's got to be quiet. He has to just let this go. Tonight has to be about the questions that are out there and going forward and showing leadership. And I think if he could show leadership, it goes back to what I was talking about before with women. We want to know about 
families. We want to know what he's going to do for our families. We want to know what he's going to do for national security. We want to know what he's going to do to keep our families safe. We want to hear about race in America and how we're going to be able to raise our kids in a world without civil and social unrest. It's, you know, let, let's let's take a step back here for a second. So you don't think Jennifer Nasser, all of your years of, of uh, experience, Republican strategist, former chairwoman of the Massachusetts Republican Party, you don't think President Trump should talk about Hunter Biden tonight? Wow. I, you know what? If it comes up as a question, I think it, that he should. But I, what's going to happen is it's going to be an interrupting fest like it was the last debate. And so I would rather see the pundits talk about it. I would rather all of us bring it up. But I think if the president brings it up, it's just going to incite emotions. And and it's not going to be something that's breezed and brushed up upon. It's going to become a major, major issue. And I think at that point, we're going to lose focus of the debate. And I think what people need to see is what the president is going to do and his leadership. And if the Biden, if the Hunter Biden question comes up from the moderator, which I severely doubt it will, then then he could go after it at that point. But I really would like to see him stay away from it. And if he does get into it, go into it with a 90 second uh, tirade and get off of it. It's remarkable. And Kate Benningfield gave us a preview of how Joe Biden plans to respond should he be asked about that. Kate Benningfield, of course, the communications director for the Biden campaign. Uh, and, and she says that uh, they're just going to make the case that uh, that President Trump would not do anything to denounce the cyber attacks from Russia or Iran. So look for that tonight. I think we got a really early preview. No, I think we got a preview of what a moment that the Biden campaign is, is trying to force tonight which is a denunciation from the president or a repudiation, or call what you want, him saying that it was bad for, for Russia and Iran to cyber attack American voters. I think I truly think that she gave us a preview of that based upon some, some conversations that I've been having here on the ground in Nashville, Tennessee. I will tell you, speaking with Trump sources, uh, they are fired up. And they feel that when his back is up against a wall, that he comes out swinging. And they really feel that they are ready to bulldoze through. Ivanka Trump uh, hosted a, 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 a event for uh, uh, women business leaders here in Nashville, Tennessee. The president himself showing up earlier, hosting a small get together uh, for, for business leaders as well. Here's what's on my radar. Uh, and, and no, it's not just the mute button. No, I, I am a policy nerd. Uh, and I'm going to be looking to see how both of the nominees speak about China. Because quite frankly, if you go into the halls of Congress, there is widespread agreement that something needs to be done from both an economic as well as a national security perspective as it relates to uh, the Communist Party of China. And, and when you've got Senators Mark Warner as well as Senator Marco Rubio, a Democrat of Virginia and a Republican of Florida, respectively uh, announcing today that they have been hosting behind-the-scenes talks to work together on small businesses to better offer the U.S. a competitive advantage against China. You know that there are co serious conversations that are being had regardless of the outcome of the election. So I'm curious to see whether we f find any unity tonight at all from President Trump and Joe Biden. I am an eternal optimist. And maybe that just maybe it will come on China. Thank you so much to our entire panel, Richard Fowler and Jennifer Nasser. And thank you also to our incredible team for today. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg TV and Radio. You can catch our special debate coverage right here on Bloomberg Radio beginning tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and you can uh, listen to that with our David Weston. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Kevin Cirilli. This is Bloomberg Radio.
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.